Hey there, and welcome to High Vibe In It. I'm Lindsay Robinson, hypnotherapist and success mindset expert. And I'm Kelsey Aida, inspirational author and blogger slash manifesting expert. And we're best friends who are inspired to create a self-development podcast with a spiritual twist. To us, living a high vibe life is all about creating with intention, prioritizing how you feel, and making empowered choices that support your highest potential. Every week, we're here to help you learn how to live a more aligned, inspired life, start owning your power, and manifest the life of your dreams. Visit highvibeinit.com to connect with us on social media and learn about more ways we can help. And don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you never miss an episode. Now, we have a ton of value to offer you today, so let's dive in. Hey everyone, welcome back to the show. We're so happy to have you here on High Vibe In It. And today we have a really special guest. Her name is Sarah Small. I love that your last name is Small. It's so cute. I don't know. I just love it. I like miniature things, so maybe that's why. That's why you like me. That's why I like Lindsay. How tall are you? Five, four? No, four, eleven and a half. Four, eleven and a half. (laughs) I'm a pocket person and Kelsey loves Very small. (laughs) Yes, she's very small. But yeah, so we have Sarah Small here. She's a life and success coach for empaths specifically. So that's really cool. We know that a lot of people listening to our show are very intuitive, very sensitive, very much feelers, very much energetically attuned sometimes to everything and not so much themselves. So today we're going to be diving into a little bit about what it means and how to take your darker moments and um, your shadow side and the stuff that you don't know that you don't know and buried trauma and all that good stuff and how to shine some light on it, to bring it into the light, to love it, to nurture it and to heal yourself. Um, And this is kind of Sarah Small's forte. She's a little shadow worker. So we're going to have her kind of dive into that. And yeah, you want to just introduce yourself and tell everyone kind of what you do? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you both so much for having me on today. I'm excited to dive into a little bit of the shadow and the life and success coach work that I do for empaths is really inspired by my own journey as an empath and feeling for so long, like that was a wound and it was something that held me back, uh, made me an introvert in all these ways that I kind of felt victimized by it. And, um, that just, that didn't serve me. And eventually I was able to be offered tools and resources to help me understand how being a a highly sensitive person, an empath, just someone who does feel the energy of the collective so deeply, regardless of whether they're sitting next to me or it's just like we're experiencing right now with a global outbreak, it just feels so deeply. And it doesn't have to be a wound. It can be something that really, really empowers the F out of you. And it took some retraining of my, my behaviors, my habits, my patterns to then step into the empowered empath. But it's now something that I, I love about myself and my own life. And I inspire other people and, and give them the tools to feel more empowered as an empath. And then that eventually evolved also into working with empath entrepreneurs. And I had so many women coming to me who not who didn't just want healing on empath abilities, but they were running businesses, especially online, like health coaching businesses as, as empaths and just wondering 
what nuances that came with and how to navigate entrepreneurship as an empath as well. So that's where the life and success, AKA business coaching comes from. And it's just so delightful to be able to hold this space for, for women who come and are looking for support and to create change in their life. Yeah. And you um, tell us a little bit about your podcast as well. Cause I know that that's another way that you uh, serve. So I yeah. to talk about that. Uh, the podcast just got rebranded. I was super excited to join Yay. Soulfire Productions, a podcast network. And in that rebrand, I just became the uncensored empath and really having, as it sounds, uncensored conversations, vulnerable, raw, authentic conversations, uh, both solo casts where I just go and riff on whatever is on you know my mind and I want to teach that day, but also bringing a lot of different practitioners, healers, shadow and light workers onto the show to have really real uncensored conversations about life and health and navigating a chronic illness that I've personally had my own journey with. And then, yeah, the, the energy side and the empath side of being a, uh, an intuitive and navigating the world. So I love it because I get to talk about whatever I want to talk about. And uh, it, it's, you know, primarily focused for people who are struggling with a challenge in their life and may identify as empath or someone with, with chronic illness. But it's just, I'm sure you guys can relate so much fun to be able to have an amazing excuse to have amazing conversations with so many people across the world. Yeah, it's really great, especially when it's somebody that you might not know you have so much in common with or something. Let me just say someone who you know would serve your audience really well. And that's why we love having people on who we don't know a lot about like what you do, because not only are we learning, but we're, uh, you know, showing you off to our audience and mm -hmm. you get to explain like the benefits of yeah. how you work. So how long have you been doing what it's kind of transformed into now with the empath uh, business owners? Yeah, I, gosh, it's been three and a half years now since I officially left my full-time job. I was previously working in the field of sustainable food and agriculture as a chief of staff for an international nonprofit organization. And so I guess you could argue I was like dipping my toes a little bit into the health and wellness industry and in, in my own way, mostly through food and agriculture. Uh, and it was something I had become a IIN, you know, certified health coach. And I'm like, what? like, where am I going in this life? Like early twenties, moving into mid twenties, just super, super confused about where, where I wanted to go, who I wanted to be, how I wanted to show up. Like I knew I wanted to be of service to the world in some way. And eventually I got really ballsy and asked for a, a raise at my job that it was really uncomfortable at the time. And, you know, I was overworked, underpaid and they said, no, and so it was that moment that I just kind of went, okay, so am I going to like be okay with that? Or am I going to stand up for my worth and my value and what I know how I have to offer the world? And I decided to, to leave that job and it started more on the health coaching side of helping women, supporting women with, with chronic illness and has evolved into what it is today. But I, I still remember like laying on the kitchen floor and my boyfriend, who's now my husband at the time was like, are you okay? I was like, no, <laughs> like this is not okay. I, I, I don't know where I'm going in life. I'm about to quit my job because I didn't get this raise. And who the heck knows how, like what's going to happen and if this is going to work out. It just felt like such a big leap of faith and there was no financial cushion, but Ugh. I went for it anyways and, and just really trusted in the process that it was going to work out. And 
I'm also like very motivated, driven person. So I believed in myself and I believed that I, that I could do this. And so three and a half years later, it's definitely had a lot of evolutions to, to get where it is today. As, as far as my business goes, I've published a book, have a, you know, top rated podcast, have a community, online community and clients and programs that I host. That's just, again, so delightful. I love it. It's such an honor to be able to serve. It's very humbling to be able to serve. Uh, but there's it's been a lot of moments though, where you really feel like there's, it's like between a rock and a hard place almost, like you just feel like something has to give is usually right before the amazing thing happens. Yeah. Right before I got into hypnotherapy and found my thing, Mm -hmm. I lost a job at seven months pregnant Mm -hmm. and my husband at the time was a waiter. And I was like, what are we going to do? Like we we don't have a plan and we really had to figure it out. And in those moments where you are feeling motivated by what seems like life or death at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, For me, it was a way to be like, well, what do I really want? And I think that's a question that everybody should ask themselves as you did, you know, what, what am I getting out of this? Like, what do I want for my life? And then you just kind of figure it out, but you have to take those seemingly hard steps in order to figure it out. So that's, I felt a lot of resonance when you were talking about that. I was like, I know that feeling when you said laying on your kitchen floor, like, what am I going to do? Not okay. (laughs) But very soon after I was, and as it sounds like, so were you. So that's really good. I love that story. Um, Hopefully people out there can relate. I'm pretty sure they can, because I think we've all been there. Do you have an example of that, Kels? I have like a billion examples. I mean, moving moving when you did was one of those, I think. I so mean, I've good. definitely had my days where I lay on the floor and cry for a long time. <laughs> like that's a necessity when you're like on a forward trajectory that's really fast and you're a soul yeah. who craves yeah. a lot of growth. You're going to go through intense emotional roller coaster situations and that's like super normal, especially yeah. for everyone listening that identifies as an empath or a sensitive person just try not to judge yourself during those moments because we all have them and the friction is almost unnecessary. I don't want to say a necessary evil because it's not evil. It's not like out to get it's you, a necessity, but though. it's, it's part of the process. Yeah. So you just have yeah. to respect the process and know that it's not going to be you in that state forever because nothing lasts forever. And that brings me to my next point where I want to kind of just dive straight into like shadow. Let's define it. Let's decode it. Let's demystify it because I feel like the word shadow has very negative connotation and it's kind of a buzzword in the self-empowerment space right now Mm -hmm. because people are really embracing their shadow more and learning how to do shadow work. Mm -hmm. Sarah, what would you say your definition of shadow is? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, in the most simple form that I could explain it, it's the parts of you that you're not as consciously aware of. So oftentimes those parts we may have once been consciously aware of, but we disowned and we kind of stuck around the corner and said, yeah, I don't really want to look at you. I don't really want that to be something I have to like navigate and, and move through or even accept about myself. But yeah, in very simple terms, it's just the parts of you that you're not as conscious about. So then we get triggered. So something might trigger you and you, you may feel the emotional reaction to some, some trigger in your life. And you might feel really confused. Like, why, why did I react that way? Why did I respond that way? Well, in the unconscious or subconscious mind, there's a perfect explanation on why that is more related to the shadow parts of you that you're not as consciously noticing, mindful of, aware of in your life. And 
And so it does take some some bravery and some courage to to go on a shadow journey and, and be willing to bring those pieces up to the surface, but there's nothing bad about the shadow parts. There's nothing really like actually scary about them. They're just parts of you that you might see as unacceptable to the world, disowned because someone told you like not to be that way, uh, et cetera. Yeah. I think that's a really beautiful explanation of what it is. And just to elaborate on it, like a lot of times I think people are scared of their shadow because that's where a lot of their darker trauma or unhealed things go to just dwell until you come and nurture them and love them um, back into the light. So we're not saying that light is better than shadow or shadow is better than light because they're both necessary parts of our journey and they have equal value. They're just a little bit different. So Um, Thanks for that super awesome explanation. What are some of the ways, like the most common ways that you would define like shadow work? Like if you're like, I'm going to sit down and do shadow work for an hour, like what are some of the things that that would entail? Yeah. Well, the the tricky thing about sitting down to just do it for an hour is that oftentimes they are more unconscious parts of our mind. And so it's harder for us to become consciously aware of them without some sort of like support system or even like someone to be a mirror or reflector back to us of, of what we're saying and to question whether some of the things that we believe are really true. Is that really true? Or is that a limiting belief? And so one of my favorite ways to do the shadow work is to another very popular buzzword right now is to look at uh, limiting beliefs and, and question them and, you know, ask empowering questions around the rules that we've created in our life, the rules we've created for ourselves, for other people, for what relationships are supposed to be like, et cetera. And to really take a step back and, and, start to be curious, to be really, really curious, deeply curious about what's showing up in our reality and why some of those things are showing up in our reality. And then how are we interpreting those things and and looking at the triggers. So, you know, looking at limiting beliefs, looking at triggers, to me, triggers are an opportunity for growth. Triggers are one of the best teachers. And when you take the the moment to pause and and dissect a trigger to understand why it it triggers you and what specifically, especially like an emotion that's triggering in your body, there can be so much just really quick exponential growth when you do pause to ask those Mm -hmm. questions. And I love that you said, be curious. And that's a key, I think, because a lot of times these limiting beliefs or uh, any shadow part of you immediately, it, it wouldn't necessarily be a shadow if there was no judgment behind it. So mm-hmm. you immediately want to judge yourself for feeling oh, yeah. that way or for even having this come up. Well, why do I even have this fear or this limiting belief? Like, this is so stupid. You know, really try and stay away from that kind of stuff and be the curious observer. You're just acknowledging. You're just, you can't possibly know the patterns or know the progress if you are constantly judging each step of the way. So in order to get that progress, you really have to try to be objective and don't judge yourself for judging either. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying (laughs) just do your best to be like, if this were my best friend, how would I interpret this? Or how would I move forward with this? Because we really need to start looking at ourselves like, like our children, like our best friend, like someone we actually love so that we can move forward with love, you know? Yeah. I mean, we are our own worst critic, I think, almost all of the time. And it's so easy to be hard on ourselves, to judge ourselves, to compare ourselves to where other people are on their path. And ultimately, that doesn't, that's not of high service to our path forward. And 
I try to make friends with the shadow parts, like almost giving them their own archetype. So for example, I have very much this archetype of my inner perfectionist, which in so many ways has served me in my life. Like it has helped me build a business that, you know, I adore and to achieve at a certain level. However, there's also the shadow aspect of my perfectionist archetype that has held me back and maybe too afraid to try things that were unfamiliar or that I thought that I might screw up or fail mm-hmm. or like not get the result that I desire or has even held me back socially because I think like I need to look a certain way or be a certain way or show up a certain way. And it's it's first of all, it's exhausting, but also I look at that part of myself as an archetype, like almost like as if it were a friend standing in front of me and I'm like, okay, I I give it a name. And usually I like to play with like alliteration. So like perfectionist Patty, for example. And, you know, I just talked to my inner perfectionist Patty and I'm like, all right, so what do you have to say to me today? And just really opening up the floor for curiosity, like you were just, you know, mirroring back to me. It's, what aspect of this archetype has served me and benefited me in my life? Like I just shared with you guys. And then what aspects of this archetype are actually holding me back from moving forward and from growing and opening up that curiosity in the form of a conversation so that I can actually look at this perfectionist Patty and not be like, Oh my God, she's so exhausting. She's so annoying. Why does she have to be so freaking perfect? Blah. Like, and instead being like, wow, I actually can be friends with this aspect of myself and I can invite her into the light so that part of shadow work, another way of saying it is integrating your darkness into your light and, and befriending the parts of you that you did once disown. Yeah, I love that. And Lindsay always hears me talk about this and naming all my different parts. I'm always talking about parts work and I'm like, oh, just me and all my personalities because we all have like multiple personality, but we're just not diagnosed with that. Like we yeah. all have these parts inside of us and a lot of them do get disowned. We push them away. Um, but there's a reason why they're there and they usually stem from coping mechanisms. And Mm -hmm. so they have value, they have different traits and some of them can be helpful. Like how you said, your perfectionist part has hurt you in some ways, but also has helped you in some ways. And when you focus on the ways that it has helped you, and when you get to the root of your perfectionist parts intention, it's like really hard not to love that and reclaim it as a part of yourself. And that's what integration is, is like bringing back all the pieces of you. And this is something that I've been working on a lot with my friend who's a shaman and a sage and a guide, James. We had him on the podcast a few episodes ago. And I feel like doing shadow work with a guide or some sort of teacher or reflector or therapist Mm -hmm. is really so helpful because they can point out to you your blind spots. Because like how we said, the shadow is like what you don't know that you don't know. So you can only do so much shadow work on your own, I feel like. And like you said, triggers are kind of like the invitation to start to do the work. Like, hmm, why am I getting triggered? What is this coming from? How is this making me feel? Why am I still feeling this way? And just like compassionate inquiry can go such a long way. Mm -hmm. I totally agree with that. Because I've had people too, um, as clients who once they get, you know, I do a lot of the, let's give it a voice. Let's, let's have a conversation. Let's give it an identity so you can understand its perspective and where it's coming from, see what it needs in order for you to release it, yeah. that sort of thing. And sometimes, you know, they're just not ready yet and that's okay. Mm-hmm. One day you will be like, just know that eventually you're going to get really tired of going in circles or feeling stuck or however it appears for you. And just give yourself time to get there. Um, forcing it's not helping anyone either, mm-hmm. but just know that we all have a path. And if you decide that 
maybe I'm just ready to move on. Maybe I just don't want to have to feel like this, like all these parts are separate from me. Um, I want to start feeling whole in myself again. And that's a great way to start is really looking at those parts you've been afraid to look at. We all have them. We all have them. (laughs) We all have more than you would think too. It's interesting when you start to look and you're like, damn, there's a lot going on in there. A lot of different personalities at play here. Yeah. We are amazing creatures, aren't we? Many many different aspects. I think it would be funny. Like if one day I hosted a party with all my super conscious friends and I'd be like, everyone dress up as like one of your aspects and you could like dress up as your perfectionist part or like your overachiever part party. or like your traumatized inner child or like whatever oh it is. Wouldn't that be funny? And then we all just like go around and talk about like, oh, I'm working on this. You got to play the role of that part. Yes, during the you party. can only channel that part. No, oh, that would be interesting. Allowed. I feel like I play the perfectionist part all day, every day anyway. So it would be like, yeah. I just show up as myself. Don't I? I don't <laughs> That's you. a dominant one for you. For it sure. is definitely. I just ask my husband. He knows, he knows yeah. very well. Um, <laughs> let's talk about how the, one, of, one of the key questions that you submitted for us to talk about, and I love this question, is how in your experience, your work, your life, um, how do you think physical, I'm sorry, how does physical uh, body hold emotional trauma? So in what ways in your experience or things that you've witnessed with clients, um, when has this occurred and why do you think that that happens? Because this would be a juicy combo. (laughs) Yeah, totally. So Gosh, I've seen this endless number of times. I can definitely give some some specific examples of both myself and women in my community. But to get to the heart of also why I believe this happens and also why some of science and research just starting to show us this happens is by studying the layers of the subtle energy body and mm-hmm. uh, more specifically the five koshas and within our energy body we we hold um, the energy of the chakra system and our seven main chakras and we know that the the energy of the chakra dictates the shape and behavior of the physical body. And so energetically, what you're picking up and what you're absorbing, what you're believing about the world shows up in the physical body. And then we have another layer of the koshas. uh, One of the other koshas is the mental emotional body. And that's where we hold on to beliefs and we hold on to uh, the emotions, both positive and negative. And we can see how that is those layers and getting very energetic here, but this is what I teach on is so um, within those five layers of the koshas, the first layer is the only one we can see with our 3D eye as the human physical body. All the other ones are pure manifestation, manifesting energy, pure manifesting energy, meaning what happens in those layers manifests on the 3D physical level. And so when we see what's happening in those other layers, we can start to mold and modify what's happening in those layers to be able to to heal what's actually happening on a physical level versus just treating a symptom in its localized spot. We love BetterHelp. It's a really amazing online resource. And I would say it's so timely right now during this pandemic, an online resource for you to connect with therapists and counselors. 
So if there's something that's been interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals, um, a therapist or a counselor can be really helpful and really beneficial, especially at this time. BetterHelp assesses your needs to match you with your own licensed professional therapist, and you can start communicating with them in under 24 hours. Um, keep in mind, this is not a crisis line. It's a professional counseling service that's done securely online. Um, there's a broad range of experts and people that have different specialties, so they'll match you up with the right one. You can log into your account at any time and send messages to your counselor. It's a really great tool. I use this um, a while back when I was healing from a really, really harsh breakup after a super toxic relationship, and it was just invaluable to have someone in my corner explaining this is what you went through. It's totally normal that you're feeling how you're feeling. This is how you can move forward. Let's hold space for what you went through. And I just have nothing but good things to say about it. So yeah, if you want to see more testimonials from other people, you can go to betterhelp.com slash reviews, but definitely visit BetterHelp, that's H-E-L-P, and join over 800,000 people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. And for you guys, we have a special offer, of course. High Vibin at listeners get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash Vibin. And I do want to point out that this is already way more affordable than regular therapy and you can do it in your pjs (laughs) do it in your pjs and you can do it in quarantine because you don't have to go anywhere yeah there might be even a bigger demand for this kind of stuff i think so i mean vibes going around right now you know i feel like this time has just really put a flame under whatever unhealed emotions were happening already inside of you and now it's just been brought to the surface in a very extreme way so if you want help processing definitely go to BetterHelp and use that service because it's really, really awesome. BetterHelp.com slash V-I-B-I-N for 10% off your first month. Yeah. So for example, I have a, you know, a sore uh, back and so we, I could, you know, go get a massage or I could, um, you know, put some cream or ointment or even like an essential oil on that spot. And of course I'd probably get some short-term relief because those are great modalities. Those are great tools. But, uh, if the root of my back pain is actually emotional, then I'm not actually going to see that physical pain on my back dissipate until I address the root of the issue. So of course there are still physical roots of issues. I mean, my, I, myself with chronic illness have dealt with things like parasite infections that aren't going to go away by me changing my emotions or my mood, but it needed to be addressed on a physical level. But a lot of the people who have been to, you know, literally dozens of doctors or are struggling, especially with chronic pain and chronic illness and not finding clear answers, I would highly recommend that they start to get curious around beyond the physical body and look at more of the spiritual, energetic, emotional body to see how things that are happening on those planes are manifesting on the physical level. And so an example of that, um, clients, I have so many clients that come to me with Hashimoto's, which is a thyroid autoimmune condition where there's an imbalance in the thyroid and the thyroid begins to mm-hmm. attack itself. And so the body begins to attack the thyroid and, what I see in especially women with Hashimoto's or, or, and I would also expand this to anyone with a thyroid, even imbalance, it just is more drastic and hot, like full blown Hashimoto's disease is the thyroid is at the base of your throat, which is also the location of your throat chakra. And we see within the energy and characteristics of the throat chakra, the 
ability to speak our truth and, and to be able to vocalize and communicate. And so, so many women who have thyroid conditions also identify as people pleasers, people who are out there to, you know, try and make the world happy with the best, you know, greatest intentions, but at the detriment of themselves and their, their, their health, their physical health, they're always giving before they're taking or receiving in their life. And so both people pleasers show up as far as thyroid issues go. And then another main theme I see within the thyroid is the, like, fear, the fear of being seen, the fear of speaking the truth, the fear of speaking up, the fear of like I experienced asking for that raise when I eventually ended up quitting my job of like asking for what I inside know I'm worth, but I'm still scared shitless to actually ask for in, in real life. And so I, I see that show up all the time in women with thyroid issues. Me personally, I see it. I saw it a lot and still see it a bit in my liver. And so I for many years struggled with cystic acne. I, I still have an autoimmune condition called vitiligo, which shows up in the, for me, it shows up in my face, which is, which is a loss of pigmentation with melasma, hyperpigmentation. I still get some breakouts. But what I noticed was that uh, in traditional Chinese medicine, the liver is associated with anger. Well, the skin is the, the largest detox or organ as far as like surface area goes. And when your liver, another detox organ is unable to like flush toxins out of your body, your skin is going to naturally start to help the body out. Like we're going to, body's never against you. It's always working towards you. And so I saw myself with these just I mean, I was mortified. I would not want to be social. I was like hiding my face from the world because of the, the state of my skin. And what I didn't realize was it wasn't what something I was eating. It wasn't the skin cream I was using or not using or whatever new skin care facial that I was or was not getting. It was that I was effing angry. And so I had so much anger, anger that I had suppressed and I would never, never had like described myself as an angry person. Well, I wouldn't have described myself as an angry person because I suppressed all my freaking anger for years and years. <laughs> and years. I did, it's not that I didn't have it. We all experience anger, but I just never let myself fear it, feel it because I thought that was something that I would be, you know, scolded for. You're not supposed to be angry. You're supposed to have your, you know, shit together all the time. You're supposed to maintain some level of perfection, back to perfectionism, this fine, fineness in life, which again was exhausting. And I was angry and wouldn't let myself admit that I was angry. And I was angry about a lot of things that I thought I wasn't angry about. And when I finally allowed myself to, in a healthy way, release that anger, my skin started clearing up. And it's, it's just like, when we look outside of our little box that, that we have been raised in or that the world has told us is the way things are supposed to be, and we start to get curious about what, what some other truth that may lie outside of that box, there's actually so much more wisdom and so many more answers for us to discover. So those are just a few examples of the way that this emotional thing can show up as a physical symptom in and then quite literally like where that resides in our energy body and how it manifests on a 3D level. It's yes. funny you talk about the throat because as I was asking the question, I was doing this, not even realizing it, <laughs> but this is where I, Kelsey knows, like I talk about it a lot. Like anytime I get sick, this is where I get sick. I lose my voice all the time. And I know that like, it's not good because I'm a hypnotherapist. So I need my voice. That's like the thing that I do need for this work. But um, uh, when I was a kid, you know, I never really, that's easy. I never felt like I could, my hands were always in my mouth, which is also a sign of like fear of like speaking or mm -hmm. I was a very, very chronically shy child. There was a lot of 
crap, you know, that happened. Um, but like now I say everything I want. I mean, I have, I have a lot of ways I communicate with people. My job is literally using my voice. So it's interesting though. <clears throat> See, I'm, I'm always, it's always, I just <laughs> recorded an audio and I found myself during the audio, like, okay, Lindsay, get it together. Like get your voice, your voice has to finish this audio. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, it, it's possible. And it's not, it's definitely not out of the realm of possibility that there's some, like you said, some anger that I just haven't resolved yet because yeah. I can't think of like why it would be happening in my adult life. Maybe I just do talk too much and it is a physical thing. Who knows? <laughs> but it's definitely a thing for me. Like I, I definitely have that. Do you know, do you have a specific spot, Kels, that you always have trouble with that you think might be emotional? Oh, yeah. For certain, every single time I get a UTI, it's because of resentment and anger. Interesting. Um, so this is really like an amazing pointer for women out there who get frequent U UTIs. And I know most of the people listening are women. Um, it probably means that you're literally pissed off about something or towards someone. So to get to the root of healing those, so you don't keep getting them because they're horribly uncomfortable and you yeah. can even die if it like spreads up in your kidneys is, um, to really address like, what am I angry about? Who am I angry at? Usually if you're angry yeah. at your partner and then you're having sex <laughs> and then you get the UGI, that's a common thing. Mm -hmm. Um, so something really interesting to know. Yeah. That's how yeah. anger manifests for me. A well, lot. I say interesting, but actually, isn't that the area of the root chakra, mm -hmm. which is the feeling of safety and what is it? Safety and uh, is it control? Safety, I mean, control, it's all of our basic needs. All basic the basic needs. needs. Yeah, yeah. The primal needs. Yep. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So if you're feeling even like threatened, that would show up, um, threatened in a relationship. Uh, if there's financial stress or insecurity, that shows up in the root chakra and then down in the organs that inhabit that root chakra area as well. Yeah. If your basic needs aren't being met, right, Kels? <laughs> That's like your thing. My needs need to be met and I will know if they're not. <laughs> it's true because you can't thrive until your basic needs are met. You, in order to go from survival mode to a thriving mode, you have to cross the threshold of I'm being taken care of on a physical, yeah. emotional, energetic level. And now we can get to the fun stuff and start thriving because yeah. if yeah. you have needs that aren't getting met, you're always going to be lacking. You're always going to be empty to a degree. You're not going to be fully supported in the way that you need to be in order to live your best life. So that's why I'm like needs. Here's what I need. Here's what I well, prefer. Okay. Here's my boundaries. <laughs> I have to address this really quickly. First of all, this is being recorded on March 23rd. So we're in the thick of this like shutdown, right? Of this lockdown. I need to know, I was talking to Abel about this, Kelsey, like right before the show. How are you doing? Because I know that you thrive on like community and people and like you can't go outside. How are you? <laughs> I feel weirdly. I feel bad for you because I'm fine. I was born for this. <laughs> I know you definitely weren't. Well, luckily, the most awesome person has entered my life recently, my new partner. So mm -hmm. he's been keeping me company. So I've been getting a lot of connection through our relationship. Um, but it kind of came out a perfect time for me because I was getting kind of burnt out working at the salon and doing all the blog and podcast stuff and writing. So I kind of felt like at some level, I manifested the timing of this whole situation because I know I'm a very powerful manifester and sometimes well, that can be here, like I'll, a detriment. <laughs> I'll, take it, I'll take it one step further and say we all manifested. We all did. Because it could not have happened at a more perfect time. And I know, of course, our energy and heart and good vibes go out to those that are really suffering. But 
if you're listening to this podcast, you have to be in the understanding that like we created this ish. It's happening because of us and we just need to ride it out. But yeah. I wanted to reach out and just send you my condolences, Kelsey, because <laughs> what I know about you, I don't know about you, Sarah, but I know Kelsey like thrives on being around people, people. Yeah. I'm, mm. um, I'm an introvert. So Me I thrive. Too. <laughs> thrive. However, my heart goes out to all extroverts of the world. Yes. I did do like a Zoom chat with two of my best friends last night that are also in different states. So we'd have to Zoom chat anyways, but yeah. just connecting to people because now I'm like literally not leaving the house. Even as an yeah. introvert, you know, I would leave the house. So, well, uh, and that's another thing too, is you have these underlying, um, health issues, challenges that you deal with every day, that must definitely weigh on you when all of this is going on. You have to take extra precautions. Like, I know you don't leave the house, but like you must. I mean, I, I have left the house a couple times this week. I I was just telling you guys, we, before we started recording that my husband and I went to go pick up a foster dog. His previous owners had to declare bankruptcy this past week. And so this is hitting a lot of people really hard. And so, uh, we, we drove up to Fort Collins, which is like an hour away from us in Colorado. And so I've, I've left the house and I've gotten out, but I have had to be cautious around protecting myself and having boundaries around my health right now. I mean, it's something that I, I feel like I have trained for though, because this is also pretty regular for, for me personally, having a compromised immune system. So I have like celiac disease, fibromyalgia, vitiligo that I mentioned, and I'm currently going through a, a mold detox because of mold toxicity and mold illness. And so that I'm in the, like the heart of this detox, which makes you really tired. Uh, it's, it's helping me get through and eventually on the other side, I know I'm going to feel like freaking fantastic, but in the middle of a detox, your body body's using so many resources to detox. And I'm not just going to stop a detox in the middle of this outbreak. Like I'm, I got to keep moving forward. So that's been on my mind a little bit, just really trying to protect my, my body. And at the same time, not feeding into the fear, because if I feed into the fear and I overanalyze and I have all this like OCD, which I tend to do, like have OCD anxiety around like germs and and getting sick. And I do everything I can, I do to like not get sick on a regular basis. Cause there's already like a basic level of things I'm dealing with in my body. But I also know that the fear and panic compromise the immune system. We know that. We know that to be true. Stress compromises the immune system. And so while I'm being cautious, my husband's a police officer and he still has to go into work every day. So he's coming home after touching who knows how many people. And I just have to like, I have to release control. To me, this has been a really beautiful lesson in releasing control and realizing that what I have is enough. I don't need to hoard more toilet paper or anything from the grocery store. We have not personally partaken in any of that, those behaviors because they feel fear-based and they feel, yep. uh, they feel greedy, honestly. And so it's just something that we've had to like, I've had to really sit in the discomfort because it hasn't necessarily been easy, but I've had to sit in this discomfort of not everything in my life is in my control. Mm-hmm. I can be at cause or I can be at effect. I'm choosing to be at cause and to realize what I, the very small amount of things I can control in my life, including how I respond, how I react to the situation and not let anxiety take over in a situation that could easily, you know, if anyone listening also has autoimmune or just like, like health issues in general, of course, it's easy for this to become 
extremely overwhelming for us, especially, but that fear and anxiety compromises you even more. So as much as possible, like bring your hand to your heart, take three deep breaths and as much as possible, as consistently as possible, downregulate your nervous system to come back into a place of safety. Yeah. Can we talk about getting comfortable, more comfortable in the uncomfortable? Because I feel like this is really where our healing superpowers lie because a lot of what's left to be healed um, really needs our attention and it needs us to sit with it. And mm-hmm. I think that's the hardest part is I don't want to sit in this uncomfortable feeling or this mm-hmm. uncomfortable knowing or realization. Um, so what are some of the tips or pointers that you have around that? Mm-hmm. I use embodiment practices most often with my, my one-on-one clients. And I had a, a male client I was working with last week, actually, and I had him embody an uncomfortable emotion that he did not want to feel, that he had been exerting just endless amounts of energy towards not feeling. And it was, it was fear that that was the emotion. He was feeling unsafe. He was feeling actually spiritually very unsafe like like there was like negative energy that was like coming at him and like with no mercy and so i asked him to embody what that fear felt like what is that feeling of your boundaries being threatened of you you know being attacked by a negative energy like what does that actually feel like in your body and can we actually sit there and yeah of course it's going to be a little uncomfortable and of course it's going to be the opposite of what our brainstem and our autonomic nervous system wants to do because it's that's the part of us that is self-preserving and is based on survival and does all it can to avoid the the negative or the the potentially threatening in our life But when you, especially with the support of a coach and like in a very safe environment, embody the energy that you've been avoiding within 10 minutes, maybe even five minutes later, he was like, oh my God, (laughs) I had been not, I hadn't been sleeping because I was so afraid of feeling the fear. I hadn't been eating the way that I normally eat because of the fear. I had been doing like all these very like anxious, stress-driven behaviors because of it. And then you guided me to feel it for one minute and it wasn't even that bad. Like five, 10 minutes later, he's like, oh, okay, well, now that I spent one minute feeling it, I can not, I don't have to like stay up all night and waste hours and hours of my life avoiding it. And so I really invite people to, even though the initial entering into the embodiment of that uncomfortable emotion is just that uncomfortable. The payoff is really great. And it allows you to, I think, heal just so much faster and move through emotions so much faster. So now I'm not spending days, weeks, years avoiding something that if I had just sat in it for two minutes, five minutes, it might've just gone away on its own. Mm -hmm. And that was this man's experience was he was like, okay, yeah, I don't, I just realized by feeling it that I don't have to feel it anymore. Because well, I and how many it. times is the fear of the feeling worse than the feeling? It's right. like the anticipation of the, what the bad thing that could happen is way worse than the bad thing. Yeah. Oh, almost always. Mm-hmm. So if this is uncomfortable, you might as well just, like you said, spend one minute and mm-hmm. really feel it. And that might be all you need to do. Like that's to really- me. 
it, it reminds me of like, a, I don't know, a dog that needs to be fed or a child that wants attention or something that's like, you know, kind of like pulling on your shirt or yeah. my dog like whining at my feet. And it's like, give me attention, give me attention. So I could ignore my dog whining for three hours and like not feed my dog, which of course I would never do, but like I could do that and I could hear this like whining, 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 or I can just like get up and go feed the dog or like whatever, give the kid a hug or whatever the kid needs and like just <laughs> whatever, like, give the kid a hug or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Clearly I don't have children yet. <laughs> she is so meant to be on this show though, Kels, because how many times have we said that exact same thing? Yeah, <laughs> feeling is healing. That's my name. Like it's exactly like, and if you don't pay attention to, let's say the child the first time, it's going to yeah. get louder. Trust yeah. me. They get really loud and then you have to pay attention. So it's like, you might as well just pay attention for a second. And I think that's a good analogy for like, like you just said, eventually you're going to have to pay attention. Well, that's like when you have the panic attack because you haven't been processing emotions or you feel like you're so burnt out and your adrenal glands have been feeling it. You're exhausted or you, you don't have to cancel plans because you're just like, nope, can't like, I can't take on anymore. My bucket is full. Mm -hmm. or my nervous system is overloaded and like eventually it is going to require your attention. So while it seems like the hard route or way initially, I see it as actually the much easier route than letting it accumulate the buckets full and then it overflows and that's going to feel way worse over time. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah. Such good advice. Yeah. I'm really just like processing all this and resonating with it. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, shaking my head over here. I think too, like, because I've been really doing a lot of this work with getting more comfortable in the space of uncomfortability and feeling those uh, emotions that just make you want to like squirm out of your body and like escape. <laughs> I think that one of the most helpful things is to one, practice it because the more you do it, the more like normal it'll feel mm -hmm. um, and the more comfortable you get with it. And two, like I said earlier, having some sort of guide or someone to hold space or a therapist or whatever is also really helpful because sometimes you don't really know how to get yourself to the core emotion without mm -hmm. all the other stuff. So it's helpful mm -hmm. to have a guide. Oh, and a book that I wanted to recommend. Have either of you guys read? Um, it's by Matt Kahn. It's called Loving Whatever Arises. I've heard of it. I haven't read it though. Mm -hmm. I have a few of his other books, but I haven't read that one. However, he is a magical human being. <laughs> yes. You will love that book because he literally goes through the process of opening up and relaxing your body, inviting the emotion in, giving it presence, giving it unconditional love. And then you find a resolution in just doing that. And it's a really simple, really, really profound practice. So anyone who wants to learn how to hold space for their emotions more, um, I would definitely go check out that book. That just reminded me as well, when we were talking more about the shadow and being able to find and feel the triggers in our life and then understand what the triggers message is, like why it's triggering. Another great resource is Dark Side of the Light Chasers uh, by Debbie Ford. And it, I recommend that book to like every single one of my one-on-one -on -one clients to go through because there's exercises in that book that will guide you through looking at your shadow in a safe way that, yeah, it might be a little edgy from time to time, but allows you to do it in the, you know, the comfort of your journal or in your own space to be able to bring that to the surface. And speaking of books, <laughs> you have an offer for our audience. Is that right? A signed copy of your book. Tell us about that. 
Yes, ma'am. So I would love to uh, invite you guys to get 21 Days of Healing, my first book. I published this past November 2019, and it goes through 21 different healing exercises that are really easy to implement. And I'm my one of my missions and goals and everything I create is to, to do it in a really supportive, safe, nurturing way that is you know, like trauma-informed and 21 days of healing takes, I mean, really, I think anyone could benefit from this book, especially if you're open to more energetic practices. And if you have any emotional inflammation in your life at all, uh, I wrote it with the woman with chronic illness in mind. So there's definitely some language in there around that, but the 21 different exercises, if you commit to it and you do one a day can completely transform especially your emotional energy and that's available uh, on my website i'd love to sign a copy for you guys so it's available on amazon anytime but if you go to my website autoimmunetribe.com there is um, a tab that says book and there's an opportunity for you guys to get a signed copy i'd love to just write your listeners a little love letter <laughs> so that's amazing that out there and tell us again where people can find out more about you if they want to work with you or just read more about your story where can they do that yeah, absolutely. So I'm in the middle of a little bit of a rebrand right now, but if you guys search the uncensored empath, you guys can find me. That's my podcast. It's about to be my new domain name and about to be my Instagram handle. So I'm just going to put that out there at the uncensored empath. And I love to share an Instagram story and just show up in, you know, in my, my realness and mm -hmm. share about my life and what I'm going through and hope that people can relate and, and continuously provide support and resources to, to my community as well. I love it. Thank yeah. you. Else? Huh? Anything else? Are we good? No, I think we should just continue this conversation over on the Patreon. Yeah. If you guys are interested in hearing more from our lovely Sarah, then go over to patreon.com forward slash high vibe. Every week we post extended episodes over there via video form. So you can actually watch the interview instead of just listen, which is fun. Um, so we'll see you guys over there and Sarah, thanks so much for being here. Thanks for all your thanks, wisdom Sarah. and love and understanding and sharing your great vibes with everyone. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening. We hope you love this episode. If you love High Vibe in it, become a part of our Patreon family. You can support the show, see the extended version of this episode, get bonus content and access exclusive discounts. Head over to patreon.com slash high vibe to join. We have tons of perks waiting there for you and we're always hanging out in there. So we hope to see you inside. Please feel free to share the show and help us spread the high vibes far and wide. And of course, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss a thing. And if you feel inspired to leave a review, we always appreciate it. See you next week.